So, you want to be a contractor. Ever wonder what it takes to become a contractor? The journey they go on to get where they are now, or the crazy things they see and hear on the job site? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor, the podcast. Join your host, Mike Fisher, as he talks to owners of construction companies from all over about how they got started, how they run their business, and some of the craziest stories they've experienced on their job sites. And now, your host, Mike Fisher. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor. My name is Mike Fisher. This is episode number 16. My guest today is Micah Johnson, uh, President Clean Roofing. How are you doing, sir? Beautiful day. Um, we're in California, so it's rarely a bad day here in California where we're at. So Yeah, it doesn't doesn't suck. doesn't suck. It's getting a little warm today, too, which yeah. is nice. I feel like you need a little... Uh, a little little color on that background there. You've got the, the clean. I know. Going. You know. I have to. I have my office staff in here, <laughs> so I have to seclude myself in our conference room, um, and so it is pretty much a white room with nothing but um, you know a, a few windows. windows in it. Yeah. And so I don't yeah. think people want to be if they are watching on video. I don't think they want to be watching a uh, you know sun burn their retinas out in the background. So right, right. Yeah. Well, perfect. I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time here with us today. Uh, killer jacket, by the way. Got to get me one of those. Um, but let's uh, let's let's get into get into who you are. What what, what got you into this industry and and uh, that that journey to where you are today? Yeah, and and thank you for having me on um, here as well. So, uh, boy, so um, who I I am and what got me here? So. Uh, Interestingly enough, in my uh, younger years, I was actually an investment banker. Um, and Seems like a logical transition into roofing. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I do not sit well behind a bank or behind a desk. And so when um, I was about a year into that and, and uh, at a point in my life where I was just like, I, you know, this isn't the right fit, I... Oddly enough, I actually uh, ended up getting fired from that job because I showed up 10 minutes late um, more than three times in a quarter. So, yeah. So but I, I, I always have a hard time here at my organization or our organization um, because I'm, punctuality is one of those weaknesses of mine, unfortunately. I have a lot of great strengths, but punctuality is, is one, of my, one of my weaknesses. And so I... I all my guys i'm like hey i'll let you slide you know 10 15 minutes late so be it but you know on other er, other areas of you know attention to detail meticulous um things like that we're definitely not gonna um slide in those areas so so anyways um that that was in the great state of washington and i'd spent some time tearing off roofs and sheeting roofs for my uncle as well um at that at that point about a year working for my uncle and um i was 23 years old at the time and i said hey uh, you know, I kind of, kind of want to get out of here. I want to go do something different and make something different of myself um, than the path that I saw myself going down, and moved to California. My uncle um, had a house in Santa Cruz, and and he uh, he uh, openly lied to me <laughs> and told me it was a 15 minute <laughs> drive from Santa Cruz to San Jose. Well, it's definitely not it's a half hour to 45 minutes to an hour. To, uh, to two hours, depending on the traffic that you traffic. get. So yep. me not being from California, I definitely didn't realize traffic 
could be that big of an issue. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to go live in Santa Cruz and got introduced to um, my first boss here in California at a pretty large um, commercial roofing contractor. And this was really probably my first taste into um, into a real construction company that uh, had processes, procedures, and um, and a lot of uh, growth opportunity for for me. And so, uh, for whatever reason, the owner of that company um, liked me, invested a lot of time in me, and um, allowed me to grow and learn. I spent time as an estimator, uh, a salesman, and a project manager. Um, at all That's what I was going to ask. So, did you go in company. in the field or kind of in the office role? I was in the office. I was always, I was in yeah. sales. So, okay. um, when they yeah when they first had me out there, I mean, I was going and knocking on doors and and whatever I needed to do to to uh, to make money. So, I, so I ended up spending spending almost uh, four and a half years there. Um, and uh, as an as an estimator, I was on roofs every day of the week, and I just gotten married had our first daughter uh and i fell off a roof oddly oh. enough yeah slid off a, a wood shake roof uh like november time frame you know it was like wet in the morning yeah. and i jumped yep. up on a roof and and just slipped right off and so was it bad you know this is that was the third roof i've fallen off but the first time I'd, i've had a kid and so um it really Kinda wasn't bad your like perspective I, on falling off yeah. what's that Kind of changes your perspective on falling off a little bit, right? Well, it changed my wife's perspective, actually. Right. Um, yeah. And so the, uh, you know, because she was, she was like, oh, I can't believe you climb up on roofs. And it's like, we just get used to it, yada, yada. And so <laughs> um, so my wife kind of, I, I don't want to uh, say she really pressed hard on this, but she really was concerned about me continuing to do that right. because – Right. You know, if I continue to fall off roofs every couple of yeah. years, then that's going to be a problem. So my wife asked if I could go look for a job that I wasn't climbing on roofs. And so I, I went um, and uh, talked to my boss at the time, and he, he ended up introducing me to um, a distribution company that that um, I spent about a year and a half with um, uh, in the in the Bay Area here. And was it like um, roofing products distribution? Mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah. The, so in, in roofing, uh, in the Bay, in California, this is interesting as an industry, it doesn't, we don't do this as a whole, but in California, we, we were pretty fortunate. We get these, um, companies that buy in bulk and then hold on to the product, kind of like Home Depot right. for the average, right. um, right. homeowner or whatever. And then, um, this company will go, these companies will come out and deliver the products on the roof for us. If you talk to roofers in Washington or Wisconsin or Minnesota or areas like that, <laughs> like, they're the like, they do going what? On down there? Yeah. yeah. So, because <laughs> in a lot of other areas, um, it's your it's your roofers carrying bundles of shingles, you know, 90-pound, 120-pound bundles of shingles up the roof, uh, up a ladder. Um, and so we're, we're pretty fortunate here. So, anyways, I spent uh, a year and a half there and learned a lot, cut, cut my teeth a lot, made a lot of friends. Um, and that, that, that really ended up helping me a lot in, in my career over the next couple of years. Right. And so I, uh, at, 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 at a certain point, um, there was some things I wasn't the happiest about how they were going there. Cause I had, um, I had grown my book of business, a considerable amount, and there was a different, uh, sales rep that had left and decided to come back to the organization. And, 
uh, instead of going, hey, good job, Micah, um, they ended up giving some great accounts to to this guy. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a, hmm, that didn't feel yeah. so great. Yeah. So that right. uh, that opened the door for me to uh, to look elsewhere. We, I was getting phone calls from recruiters and stuff, and um, you know, I was always I was just not that interested. And so I got a phone call from a uh, international roofing manufacturer one day, and started talking to the guy. Nice guy, four or five conversations back and forth about you know, hey, you should really consider looking at this this company if you are open and making a change. And so um, at the same time in the organization I was looking at, I was, I was contemplating making a move um, to a different location where I would have been the prime, prime rep for them. And so right. um, I ended up making a bad or making a decision based off of money instead of based off of um, probably more, uh, more balanced wisdom um, right, and, and seeking right. advice from people around me because um, that was not a great fit for me, um, who I am as a person. You know, the people who can go out and knock on doors of architects and spend all day in a suit and tie, um, you know, once again, back in a suit, um, tie, I should have known better. Uh, but the money looked good, <laughs> yeah. right? I so, ran from all those jobs, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, so, um, so I spent uh, almost a year there and um, didn't have a lot of success. First time in my life that I wasn't, you know, really a top performer in my area or, you know, highly, highly looked at or in any way. And so, right. so right. we we parted ways mutually, which. Um, which led me to a different organization, roof back in the contracting side. Um, not sure how my wife changed her mind. Maybe maybe I started wearing on her over time. And she says, <laughs> yeah, you should jump on some more roofs. Um, but uh, back on the contract. You're probably, probably happier back then. I'm sure she saw that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, so back on the contracting side with a, with a, a guy I hadn't made friends with, when I was in the distribution company, because he was he was looking to you know, phase out over time, and um, said, "Hey, I want you to come learn my company and start taking over." That was his approach to me. Uh, once yeah. he found out that I was back on the market, right? Um, and so I uh, talked it over with my wife, and you know, for me, I'm I'm never one to shy away from a challenge. I never, if you had asked me um, at the time that I, I had fallen off that roof and transitioned, do you want to be a business owner? My answer would have been, heck no. And deal with all those people <laughs> and manage them and all that headache? Heck no. You mean I got to manage a guy like me? I'm not interested right. in that at all right. um, five years beforehand. But, you know, as I was growing as a human and, and developing skills and, and, you know, looking at, okay, how do I progress in my career and how do I become better? at something I wasn't as good at yesterday that intrigued me. And so um, ended up uh, agreeing to that. And uh, if he end up, ends up listening to, to this, I don't know, um, you know, we, we're, we still talk, we're amicable. Um, and, you know, for me, 
I respect them. There was a lot of learning there for me um, yeah. from, you know, once again, going and, and being a vice president of a company and, and running an organization and growing it. Um, a lot that I learned there and have yeah. the utmost respect for them. What ended up becoming the theme is, is um, for almost the three years I was there, um, the conversations that where I was going, hey, remember three years ago when we talked or two years ago or a year and a half ago, you said you want me to start taking over. What does that look like? Can you define time frame? Can you right. help me understand that? And, you know, for for him, the response was typically, you know, I don't know. I feel good. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. Right. right. And right. for me, not being a business owner prior to this, um, you know, I didn't realize what it what I was asking this guy to do, um, you know, in, in, a, in essence, relinquishing what he had built for the past 20 plus years. Um, and so for me, I was going to this is how you lured me in. You know, I had other other things on the, on, on my on the table and you said, I want you to take over my company. And so so it ended up putting me in a position where I'm I'm going to do I'm going to start my own company or stick with you and take over your company. And um, and so it, it it just didn't look like he was in in that mindset of. I want to be uh, closer to letting you take over the organization. So for me, I said, okay, I'm going to go get my contractor's license. Did that, studied at night um, for six months. That was a lot of late night studying and and whatnot. And uh, it was probably less scary once I actually took the test than it had been built up in my head to be. Right, right. Um, It was actually a pretty easy test. Odd to me, though, they in the California state test they actually talk about a product called coal tar pitch, which has been outlawed in California since the 80s to install. However, it's still in the con- roofing C39 contractors test. Very interesting. That's the way California works, man. Yep. It's a it's a funny state, man. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So that was so. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask what, what about what time frame was that? That was five years ago. Yeah, about five years okay. ago, right? Uh, Right about now was when I was making that uh, decision of okay I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go get my license you know and I still yeah. I still was uncertain if you know me getting my license that mean I'm I'm fully parting ways you know because he he could have walked into the office one day and said I'm done I'm, I want to retire here's the business right I didn't right, know right. and you know again conversations that were not necessarily I need to know and give me a direction one way or right. the other. Um, it was like, Hey, I'd like to know. And so there was, there was all, there was still this, you know, we'll see where it goes type thing. And so, so anyways, um, I ended up getting my license and, um, and, uh, oddly enough, uh, my now business partner called me about three weeks before I was going to take the test and said, Hey, I want to, I want to take you to lunch. And, And this is a solar contractor that I had done a lot of work with for the last decade. Um, when I was yeah. on the contracting side to manufacturing side, back to the contracting side, I was, I, we did a lot of business together. And so he was reaching out to me to see if I had any interest to come aboard and be a sales manager for him. And I was like, no, not really. I'm going this <laughs> way and I'm starting right. a business. You know, if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to, 
partner with me, then then yeah, let's talk about this. And this is a pretty well established solar company. They were they're you know one of the top five um, size wise as far as localized contractors, not the yeah. not the national players. National um, ones, yeah. They're one of the top five uh, solar contractors. So there's a big you know for me as a roofing contractor, there's a lot of built-in business because most of the roofs yeah. they touch need some type of work and Something, so yeah. um so that was a lot of the hmm, that's interesting i can 100 percent secure that in and be business partners and so um so anyways that those conversations went on a few months and and i was trying to de- decide what what am i going to name my company um all this stuff which when you're starting a business you, you don't realize it until you're in the middle of it there's a lot to decide like you got a yeah. website Yep. You know, you got to figure yep. out what type of phone number you're going to use. Are you going to use 800 or are you going to use your cell yep. phone? You know, and all that can have an effect on the perception to the public. And so, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff in starting a business. Up. Well, I was going to ask you that too, and, and, and maybe we'll get into it a little mm-hmm. bit later, but kind of, was there somebody that you kind of leaned on for a lot of that advice, right? It sounds like the guy that you were working with for those three years maybe wasn't going to be willing to kind of you know, open up his playbook on how he did everything right for you. Cause it sounded like that was a little bit trepidatious at that point, but like, was there somebody else that you leaned on to kind of like, yeah, I've got my license now. How do I go about X, Y, and Z? Or was it just a trial and error kind of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, actually my, my old boss, the, the guy that I, when I moved to California, um, he knew that I had my license and, and, and gave me advice whenever I'd call. He, he, he owned, he, he's got like over a thousand employees. So every time I get a chance to talk to him, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah. Hey, but he was willing, even after I've left, willing to invest in me. I, you know, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. One of the greatest guys I've ever known. Um, and, and my boss at that time, you know, the, the one that I was, he was thinking I was taking over the company. I had, you know, maybe this was the right decision. Maybe it wasn't the right decision, but I decided that I was not going to um, let him know that I was getting my license. Cause once again, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure when I started getting right, my license right. that I was going to be stepping away. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, if I did take over the company, either way, I would have had to have taken um, the tests in order to test, become yeah. a contractor be in California yeah. and take over that license and so yeah. um um yeah so so actually it, and the other thing too uh is once once i did make the final decision that i was going to partner with a solar contractor um uh that was also a very nice thing because you know for me starting a business it was like man i don't know what to do you know it, i'm going to be running around you know putting roofs on myself and i got to do all this other stuff and grow a business and so the yep. my business partner and I it was nice to have that because um, yeah that immediate influx of yeah. of revenue and and jobs well yeah well also the been there done that because right um, you know maybe it was it was probably worked up more in my head than it needed to be but it, but it still was like you know these guys because there's there's I have two business partners sorry um, these guys have been there and done that and. Um, they're one of the, they, they always fight back and forth between, uh, number one and two in the nation, uh, 
between uh, for uh, top solar installers as far as reviews. And so this is yeah. this is like somebody who like okay they understand how to create an operation that services the customer right right which is which is a lot of the reason that I was thinking okay I might step away from this contractor as well because there were, you know not like there was any ethical things that were done where I had to question my ethics um, but there's definitely things that were handled in ways that I I said I don't think I would treat a, somebody like that. Right. I, I feel right. like I would have right. treated them differently. Um, and so, you know, for most, I think for most people who start a company, they, they think I want to do it differently and I want to make my impact um, on, yep. on this marketplace. So, so anyways, that gets us to starting clean roofing um, five years ago now. And so um, we started off uh, with five guys. Two of them are still here today. Um, the other three were a little more reluctant to grow as the organization that I wanted to build. And so I, I helped two of them find their own home. Um, and after we kind of said, hey, hey, we're, we're just we're going in a different direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of them already had a, a place to go. But um, the other the other two, they're still here. Right. Um, they were good core guys at, that we had to have at the time. Um, to to start a, a roofing business where I was out, you know, beating the streets and and hustling and you know ordering materials, pulling permits, doing all the all the components to running construction company. And so um, within six months of starting, um, it was time to bring on another crew. And so then we added another crew. And then within um, that first year of starting, we added a third crew. And at this point, I'm I'm running around um, uh, working seven days a week, um, and my wife has doesn't see me. You know, my my kids see me every now and then, like Saturday nights and Sunday nights and stuff like that. Otherwise, I'm running. If you want to, if you want a roof, I'm there. If there's a street we're working on, I'm knocking doors on Saturday and Sunday to make sure that I'm I'm growing the business. And we and and it did yeah. allow us to grow. Um, that way, and and it was definitely a sacrifice. My wife is has been the biggest blessing to me through growing this business that than I could ever imagine because she understands. Go do what you need to do. I got this right. But then also, you, you know, as as we've gotten to this point, really in the last year, um, my wife says, "Hey, it's my turn now to get yeah, some of that ready attention." Yeah, ready to back in. Yep. 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 So yeah, no, there's definitely something to be said for for obviously you know having that that the relationship and, and that groundwork and, and being able to have that influx of business is definitely, I mean, there's a, there's a burden there too, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got to find, find people to do it. You got to find time and obviously, you know, stretch you kind of thin. And, and the flip side of that is not having that. And now your burden is how do I find the business? Right yeah. now I'm out, you know, seven days a week, eight hours a day, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, knocking on doors, trying to find the business. So yeah. Definitely, you know, burdensome on both sides, obviously just a little bit different. So going through that, that rapid growth, right? I mean, especially having never run a company or, or, you know, own a business or, you know, the whole back office stuff, right? I mean, from payroll to, yeah. to accounting to all that kind of stuff. I mean, again, when you, when you just start and you don't, maybe you don't have one of those relationships, you have time to kind of maybe screw that up a little bit and, and figure out how to, how to do it on your own. Yep. But I mean, you, you started, you know, running from the get go and 
and don't really have that luxury. Was that something that those business partners kind of helped you out with and said, Hey, here's, here's where you need to be. Here's what you need to be doing. Yeah. I got kind of uh, getting you set on the right path. Yeah. That, you know, once again, I, that, I was, I was very fortunate, um, to attach myself to, to my business partners. Cause, um, well, I mean, let me, I'll stop you for a second. Cause I, you'll say fortunate, right. But, but it also came from years of creating relationships and, and doing what you're doing and yeah. being good at what you do. Right. Yeah. So I, I think. You, you, you created your own luck there, um, sure. if you want to call it luck, but, or fortune or whatever it is. Cause, um, you know, I, I, I like to make sure people take credit for what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. Like when something quote unquote falls in my lap or looks like it falls in my lap, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't understand that, you know, there were years of relationships and, and networking and, and, you know, hours on end right. creating those opportunities. Yeah. So. But yeah, moving on. So yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure you don't discount yourself because that there was a lot there. It wasn't just luck for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's that may you know depending on who you are, uh, you know, there's really like three different contractors types of contractors, right? Are you the sales guy, and then you hire the right. people yep. in the back office? Are you the operations guy, and then you hire the guys in the crew, and then hire the salespeople? Right? Or are you the are you the field guy and then you need the salesperson and the and the office people, right? And now office, once yeah. again, depending on the size, you know, there's certain if you're doing one job a week, it's pretty easy to do that, right? And handle a lot of that stuff. But still it's messy, especially if you're swinging a hammer. Because yeah. the first year I was swinging a hammer multiple times a week, right? And it doesn't look like it now with my double chin and everything else going on here. But, um, you know, I was, I was working with the guys. I was cleaning up job sites, putting roofs down, because all pennies in my pocket, um, the quicker I can get that stuff done. And, yep. and so, um, you know, that, that, was, that was tough getting to the point and, and having a mentor, it, my business partners and other business owners that I started to meet along the way and network with. Right. And, and, and this is once again, what really was a big benefit to me was, was really my time in that distribution company because I, I was able to meet other business owners and call yeah. on them as well and say, Hey, I'm having this problem. What do you think? Some of them were like, Hey, you're my competitor now. Screw you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. But other guys who, who I think, uh, you know, th those guys that were like, screw you, I don't want to talk to you. That's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's also a value in being somebody, if somebody calls you and it's like, hey, I want to bounce something off you, it opens up a different relationship that can benefit you as well, right? Yeah. Some people don't see a benefit in having friends that are their potential competitors. If you see, you know, hey, we're bidding against jobs together. Okay, but then, but then also, what if what happens if you get put in a pickle, and you need to call somebody? Who are you going to call if yep. you're like, hey, yeah. screw you, I don't want to deal with you because you're my competitor? You got nobody to call, right? And so, well, and also, what it does is it it, it better's the industry as a whole, yeah. right? Like if there's a bunch of you guys out there that hate each other and are doing, you know, maybe less than ethical things or less than, uh, you know, should be done uh, from a from a customer experience standpoint to make sure you get more jobs than the other guy because you're out to get them. All it does is hurt the the end user, yep. right? The the customer in the end. Whereas if you guys all are bouncing ideas off each other and making sure that you guys are getting better and knowing that I, I have to 
I have to, you know, be a better at, at customer service, right. To, to win these jobs and not necessarily just do the, the conniving things and, and those, those less than questionable things. Um, it, it just makes the whole industry better. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when, when I, when it was time to get a sales, uh, sales reps, I went to three different roofers that I had good relationships with and I said, Hey, what do you pay your guys? How do you pay them? Here's how I'm thinking of paying them. And if we did, if we paid them the way that I was originally thinking of paying them, um, I don't know if we'd have sales reps today, you know, or, or right. maybe, maybe it was right. too much. I, I honestly, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember if I was, if I, well, I was surprised what they were getting paid and, and brought down what I was thinking of paying them or pushed it up. Right. And so that was a big help because these, these other companies, they had, you know, they have sales reps that have been there for five, 10, 15, 20 years. And so when you can retain employees for a long time, that really speaks to the organization and culture of that organization yeah. typically. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So from a, from a growth standpoint, uh, the, the field labor, I, I would have to imagine was probably, uh, one of your biggest struggles and, 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 and growing as fast as you did. Uh, that struggle was only magnified. I'd have to imagine, right? Because yeah. most contractors, if they grow kind of a, a little bit of a steadier pace, they have time to either develop people or you know work on relationships or or you know referrals from their current um, uh, employees. But I mean, it sounds like you guys had to add two or three crews within the first you know eight months to a year. Like what what was that challenge like for you? How did you overcome that? Where did you where did you find people uh, that you, that you were willing to put on a roof pretty quickly? My foreman. My main foreman yeah. that I brought over is responsible for everybody. Uh, so I have eight, eight crews right now. And my main foreman brought over five, uh, in essence, five different guys. You know, they come work underneath him. And then we right. would, we would okay, we're going to break you off. And then give my foreman, my main foreman, another, you know, group of guys that are coming up and train them. And then, okay, you go over here. And, and now we have another crew um and whatnot and so i went one of the other big things that i felt when i started the company is uh and i i treat all my employees like this this is our company it's not my company right this is right. our company this is our destiny that we get a chance to write our names in the stars or whatever you want to, you can call it you know weird uh or look at this guy who owns a roofing company write his names in the stars well there's companies <laughs> in the world that you don't think are going to change change things like a car company like tesla right they're a disruptor right um there's companies in our marketplace in every marketplace that hey why are they always the guy that that every homeowner knows and why do they go to right and to me i think it starts with your employees it's you can't you can't be the culture and the reason by by yourself as a business owner especially as you get to a certain point and one one yep. thing that I feel very strongly about is um, as you're growing, people may not grow with you anymore. And so um, having those conversations of here's where, where we're going, can you get on this board page or are you going to go a different direction? And having that open dialogue, um, I've, I've never, I've fired three people. Um, beginning of last year, we had uh, 44 employees. Give you an idea uh, of how big uh, we are and right now. We are at 30. We're at 36. We had, which I mean, for a roofing company, is pretty massive. 
mean, yeah. that's yeah. It, it's well, so I, I come from the insurance world, right? So insurance is is a pain in the ass for you. Mm -hmm. I know that, yeah. right? And so a lot of roofing companies are. Well, I'm I'm gonna stay under the radar, and I'm gonna have me and maybe one guy I pay ten ninety nine, so I can avoid a lot of the insurance nightmares. Mm -hmm. And then there's you know obviously the bigger ones that that find a way to overcome it. Like you're you're definitely on track for that, right? I mean, there's very few roofing companies out there with four or five employees for a very extended period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Because at that point, it's it's a lot from an insurance standpoint, from a cost standpoint, and but you only got five guys, so are you really getting enough revenue to, you know, kind of offset a lot of that yeah. stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you're, when you're talking about how, you know, how we grew and whatnot, I, and my point with, with the direction of the company was I decided I wanted to make sure these guys were well taken care of. Roofing is a, not the funnest job that you could think of, especially <laughs> over the summertime when it hits 100 degrees. Yeah, I was going to say. August and July on the top of a black roof. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is, yep. that's when we see, that's when we see the fallout. Uh, it's really easy yep. to put a roof on in December, February, March, April in California. I know there's probably, if there's roofers listening going in Wisconsin, they're going, they roof in December. Oddly enough, <laughs> December is one of our busiest months yep. often because we're partnering yep. with a solar company. So everybody's trying to get in their rebates. If it's not raining in December, we're roofing, and uh, like last December, um, we were uh, just 2021. We had roofs happening uh, up until Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas. I had some of my roofers were going, "Well, I, I want a roof. If I mean, is a new construction we can do on Christmas that isn't going to tick people off?" And I, I really had to say, <laughs> "No, we're not doing it because I didn't want to deal with that." We are not working on yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with that phone yeah. call of a homeowner, a neighbor, going, "Hey." I don't want to hear this. This is Christmas Day. Get off right. that roof, you know. Right. And so that just wasn't was the thing. So, anyways, most the when when I started the company, I I knew I was going to pay our guys more than more than what they were getting at the time. Um, and uh, and because I, I felt like, hey, if you're if you're really doing hard work in 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 this area, especially where we live, I live in the Bay Area. It's really expensive to live here, and if you if you're not making, yeah. you're you're actually I I, I want to say if, if your household income is less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're considered low income, in in the Bay Area, yeah. and so Bay Area, yeah. um, every all eight of my foremen are going to be very close to making six figures, if not over, um, this year, and I had five of them over six figures last year. But I get it in the results. I can call those guys Sunday night at twelve o'clock. Hey, I got a problem. I need you to go here, and and they pick up. Yep. They pick up and they and they go. Now every now and then I might call them um, and they say, Hey, I've had a few drinks. It's Saturday night. Um, yep. You know, call somebody <laughs> else or whatever. But but it also shows in um, in how we get our uh, reviews. Our foremen go talk to our homeowners. They go make friends with them, and they're there to—they're there for the customer experience, right? I—I I yep. want our brand to—to to be viewed as some as an organization that we go to them because we know they're going to take care of us and not only put on a good roof, but they're going to communicate thoroughly to us. I think most most times in construction where a homeowner has a bad experience it's really probably not because the contractor did a bad job. There's definitely times when they, they are, but 
It's more that they didn't do lack it. of communication. Exactly. It's, yep. uh, it, yep. it's that they didn't set a proper expectation. And so, um, as we've brought in operations people and, and project managers, um, and then our, our inspection guy, um, that goes out and does all our final inspections. They, they, uh, the biggest thing that they're hammered home on is set the expectation before we have that that problem. And so it's a pretty rare yep. day right now um, in my life that I I get uh, email that is a customer wanting to have answers. It's a pretty rare day. It happens. Every contractor right. is going right. to deal with it, um, yep. especially as yep. you grow and have other people doing things. It's very easy when it was just me pulling permits and all that stuff. I knew it was going on with everything, right? And and still, I'm I'm a, I, I still know what's going on with 90% of the time where my guys are at in our in our conference room. I see where all my crews are, the names of their jobs. I pop in it, and say hi and introduce myself to homeowners. You know, we have we have seven sales reps now, and you know, I might never have met this homeowner, and I pop in and say, hey, I'm Micah with Clean Roof, and I just want to say hi see how you guys are doing, check the crews, make sure that they're, you know, doing what we expect. Um, and uh, that's what has been wonderful about the growth uh, as well is um, that now some of that really busy work has been able to come off my plate, but now a whole different set of, of right. things has, has fallen. Well, on now it's plate. more about, you know, kind of like you said, that top down culture, mm-hmm. right. Kind of maintaining that culture yep. and, and and that communication and kind of being the leader there rather than you know the guy with the tape measure and the hammer and and uh you know knocking on yep. doors selling stuff here you know you're the guy kind of leading the leading the ship from a culture standpoint which is right where you need to be for yep. sure what um obviously when you started four or five years ago a lot of that business was coming from that that relationship with the solar guys is that still where most of your business comes from what are you guys doing from yeah. uh from a development standpoint to kind of get new, new uh, business? So the first year it was about 58% um, came from the solar business. I've been in the roofing industry for a long time. So I had referrals coming into me still yep. um, contractors that said, Hey, Mike could do my roof, um, you know, stuff like that. And so, um, so there was, there was, you know, almost 60, 40 split there, which I was kind of surprised about. I thought it would be, I thought it would have been less, a little bit but it's, you know, once again, as I kind of stepped out and got and just said, okay, you know, here goes the parachute. I'm out on my own now. It wasn't as daunting as I had expected, right? Because there's there was a lot yeah. of people who said, great, you know, support Micah, friends and things like that. Um, and once again, contractors. And so the then the the next year it was um, it was actually 45 percent. Um, uh, I could pull up. I, I like to run calculations. It's been two years since we ran calculations on it because I was just I was curious <laughs> if we're you know because if it was a hundred percent came from the solar, then we need to work on getting our our name branded so that people go, hey, I want to use clean yeah. roofing, right? And so it started. It slowly started to dwindle down and down and down. But it's also you know that's a tough scale to to compare it to when you know our first year we only did one point three million dollars or one point uh, 1.6, 1.35 or something like that. Um, and then the next year we doubled. And so, uh, and then we doubled again and then, um, we added another 40%. Um, and, 
um, you know, this year will be not close to doubling. I'm really focusing on, you know, making sure all of our operations team is running smoothly. I, I really, at the point, I, I don't care about getting bigger. I, I want to get better. And so, Right, more yep. efficient. You I know. don't, you know, I hate to say this, Mike. Yeah, there's, there's two different ways to create more revenue at the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can either create that top line and, and keep the chaos, and and that top line just keeps growing, or you find a way to become more lean and more efficient. Mm-hmm. That top line stays the same, and, and that and the bottom line gets a little bit, a little bit better. Yep. I forgot your original question there, and I I went off on a ramble, and I was going. What was, what was the just kind of how, how you're generating right. your business. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. you're good. You, you, yeah. yeah. So. We've, we've got all the context yeah. now. <laughs> Sorry, I answered the question. No, and you're perfect. Went, what was the question? Yeah, so um, I, I haven't run the ratio in the last two years, but I imagine we're probably around 20 to 30% um, uh, of the business comes from the the partner, which is, you know, to me, I, I think that's a good balance where we've created a brand, we've created a name, yeah. we have advertising that works for us, we have a good reputation, which is utmost. That's the biggest piece yeah. of it, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, that's the most important. I mean, you could spend thousands on putting your name out there, but if people don't like you and your name's not yeah. worth anything, then you throw that money in the trash. So, obviously, I, I mean, I have to imagine the culture and, and how you guys, you know, interact with your clients and all those kind of stuff is, is part of that branding and, um, uh, and, and, you know, creating that name and reputation for yourself. Where do you guys focus the the marketing efforts? Where do you where do you see most of your uh, successes in, in that uh, avenue coming? So, because um, I'm, I'm pulling up, I, I just asked because I'm pulling up your Instagram right now. I've got your Facebook. Neither are, I mean, neither are like spectacular, yep. right? I mean, you're there, which is for a contractor. That's step one. That I think a lot of a lot of contractors aren't even there, yep. right? A website. A, an Instagram, a Facebook, those kind of things. Um, so, where is are there other avenues you guys are, are spending marketing dollars that that are that are working for you? Yeah, this is a four letter word here in our office, but we 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 do yep, yep. Uh, and it is a four letter <laughs> word. Um, yep. So yep. I, I just you know Yelp is is great. Um, it does kick around a good amount of leads, but it's also there's a lot of thrash. Um, it, that comes right. from Yelp, right. and then, anyways, I, I have opinions about the whole Yelp process myself. Um, that's whatever. Um, Google Ad uh, AdWords as well, or Google Leads, um, or something like that. We have a we have a company that does yeah. um, posts on Facebook and Twitter uh, and some other things like that. So I give. So you have a third party that kind of handles a lot of that. Yeah, for I you give guys. her content. Every month I say, hey, right. here's, you know, here's a roof that we did that's a, something you know, really unique. Um, or here's a, here's a yeah. story, if you will. So we, we do, do these um, uh, little focuses or spotlights, um, and we go through the process and tell them about the customer's experience and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we'll loop in a customer for that. But um, uh, we, we, interestingly enough, we had a lot of generic growth. Um, for the first three years, I spent uh, it was is about twenty six hundred dollars in marketing, and it was more just for the Facebook and uh, Twitter and yeah. presence and stuff like that. In three years, twenty six hundred dollars in three years. Wow. That's all I all I spent. Um, and so 
then uh, the beginning of last year, um, we said, hey, we want to, you know, we're still, we're getting to that point where you know, we will need to, you know, um, rely on some advertising and just can't rely on generic yeah. growth. Um, generic growth being new contractors we brought in, um, relationships with uh, contractors, uh, word of mouth, things like that. Um, right. And so, yep. so we spent, uh, we spent about $18,000 last year, you know, playing with some of the different Google and Yelp and you know whatever else there is out there. Facebook um, and all those other things. And, yep. and so that yep. way, that way we have data. What gets us an opportunity? Uh, you know, somebody because somebody giving you the, their phone number on Yelp does not mean they're going to schedule an appointment with you. Um, right. They might right. say you can't give me a, a you know price over the phone from your hip, and you're like, I don't even know where you live, man. <laughs> you know, and so they might say, well, we'll call you back or whatever it is. And so then, you know, we, we take the way that we do it, we take in the lead, and then we transition it to an opportunity once it, they they schedule an appointment or at least give us their data. Um, and then once we have the appointment, that's what we put a lot of weight on um, where, hey, we did a presentation for them, and now we – uh, we did or did not sell it, and so that's where you know a lot of my focus is now that I, I'm not 100% uh, or 80% on operational. You know, 40% over there, and the rest on sales and other components, uh, uh, other things in in the company. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out how do we how do we have a higher ratio of of transition there? How do we find out you know what made a customer say no thanks because the nice thing about roofing is you got to have a roof. There's no, you know, right. if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're talking to a roofing company, you might not be this year. It might be next year. It might not, but within the next couple of years, right. you got to have a roof. And the greatest thing about our industry, I feel, and uh, I know you do not just roofing, but you do construction in general. Um, you know, with roofing uh, is something that every trade relies on maybe concrete not necessarily but every trade yeah. has got to have a good roof above them. you know your sheetrock well if you hang sheetrock yep. before you finish your roof you're going to have some problems there um, electrical yep. plumbing yep. Uh, carpentry framing all that stuff if your roof is bad you gotta have, you're going to have a problem right and so the nice thing about roofing is um, you know we get the opportunity to really really protect everything of value to our homeowners. And so, yeah. So yeah. anyways, um, yeah. So marketing, um, no, I love that. I, I mean, I, I, th I think it's cool that you guys are, are putting some effort, you know, or whatever it is into, you know, kind of creating that brand, mm -hmm. right. Especially online. I, I think, and I don't know what your breakdown is of, of residential versus commercial. Are you guys obviously mainly residential? Do you guys do any commercial work at all? Yeah, we're, we're probably close to, um, at currently we're probably like 70, 30, 70% of it is residential yeah. and 30% is uh multifamily or, uh, yeah. or commercial warehousing space. So, we, so I mean, on the residential side, even if somebody does find you on Yelp, there's a good chance they're either going to your LinkedIn or I mean, not your LinkedIn, your, your, your Instagram or your yeah. Facebook or your website and checking out something, right? I mean, it's. So not having that stuff up there or, or having that stuff up there, not, not that it always, you know, because I think from a contractor standpoint, a lot of 
a lot of the mindset of most contractors is ROI, right? I'm going to spend money. How do I make the money? How, if I spend this dollar, how does it come back to me? Right. And with something like Instagram, especially, right. I mean, I, I don't know that there's many contractors out there that are clicking posts and getting phone calls saying, please come do work mm -hmm. for me. Right. Uh, more of it is getting your name out there, letting people see how you do what you do kind of, you know, portraying your culture out there so people understand what kind of company you are. And that way they've, you've got kind of a digital business card or a digital resume out there when people do look for you. Not necessarily that they're going to call you up because they saw your, your latest story on Instagram and, and want you to do the roof, but more that it's, oh yeah, I've seen those guys. I've heard of them and now I do need a roof or, you know, or if, if I do and you come up and then I look up your Instagram and I can see all, all these different ways that you guys might be the best job for yeah. me. Um, I think it's definitely a turning a corner in this industry for sure. I mean, I, you know, you, you said if you, if you asked yourself, you know, when you were up on roofs, if you'd ever own your own company, you said, hell no, same kind of concept, right? If, if you asked yourself 15 years ago, if you'd have to worry about your Instagram page for your roofing company, you probably would have said, hell no, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, not something that, uh, that you would have to, had to worry about back then yeah. for sure. Yeah. So what's the, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it's something actually that I, I, as a contractor, is probably an, an area that I should focus on a lot more is me being present or my team being present on those, on those, um, on those venues, because we, we have always had them. Um, and, and so we have a lot of people that will follow or like, or whatever. And so old customers, past customers, I've, I get commercial roofs off of people that, Hey, I, you did our roof three years ago. Our company's right. putting a roof exactly. on their building. Yep. Do you do commercial roofing? And heck yeah, we'll, yep. we'll definitely help yep. you out with whatever you need. Um, and so, uh, you know, be keeping relevant and present there it, that, um, I, I'm not a marketing guy at all, at all, but what I, I do understand there's, a, there's, there's marketing and advertising and then there's branding. Um, and so, right. you know, once right. you become a Tesla or once you become Nike, you don't need to market anymore. You need to stay relevant and you right. need to stay in front of your consumer right. and that's branding, right? Um, you yep. know, when, when you're a brand new, like Rivian, you know, that, that electric car company, they're still they're marketing, tough, yeah. you know, they may, they might, if anybody here works for Rivian, I don't mean that as an insult, but, um, <laughs> they're still marketing, you know, they still want to somebody or a consumer to go, Oh, what's this? Let me click on that and find yep. out. Tesla doesn't need to do that anymore. Um, right. It's, right. it's, right. we, we, we have Tesla in the, our roofing space and they don't talk to their homeowners. They, if you're a homeowner and you want a Tesla roof, um, you go on their website, give them a deposit and then they might get back to you. Right. And so right. it's like, man, I wish, I wish I had it that easy to go sell, you know, <laughs> but it's, right, it's interesting right. to me that, you know, as, as consumers, like you'd rather go to a Tesla instead of like the professionals and, um, that our right. roofing companies, Tesla does a great job marketing, but yeah. that's, that's where, you know, it's again for us, like I mentioned earlier, like we want to be an innovator in our space where people will just come and yeah. say, Hey, you do a great job putting on a roof. 
I don't even need to like question that. I've seen you guys around for a hundred yep. years. You know, you guys got yep. your yard signs in. Your trucks are clean. Your guys wear, you know, I make all all of our guys wear branded apparel. Oh, sure, right? yep. I can't yep. tell you how many times my guys yep. are at Safeway, whatever. Hey, so and so is going to call you. They wanted a new roof, right? And the, me, I spend more money on apparel than I think most contractors my size would do, but it's paid off in spades. I, I get. Yeah, um, no, for sure. 10 to 15. Well, it's that branding thing, yeah. like, right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think and it, it's, it's, it's humanizing it too, mm-hmm. right? Like when you, when you see, when you go back to, um, you know, somebody saying uh, without question, I don't want you to get my riff because I know who you are and I know what you are and I know what you guys do. It's humanizing, right? And I, and I think back to, I'd have to imagine the guys that you have as foremen or, or even the guys that are up on roofs. I mean, they're, they're probably, of of our generation right i mean they're they're not unfamiliar with instagrams and how you know smartphones work where i mean you can almost just give these guys your logins right or have a login for your field guys and say hey take a quick video every once in a while you're up on a reef like so we're doing right and it's it's that simple where you don't have to think about it and uh and you're and you're kind of like i said kind of bridging that gap between the consumer and your you know field labor Oh, so that they kind of feel a little bit more connected to that. Cause I think that's the, that's the world we live in right now, right? People want to feel more connected and, and want to feel like they understand rather than just pick up the phone out of the yellow pages and calling you having to come yeah. to a race. Yeah. Especially if they see uh, the foreman that ends up doing, doing their project. Yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. no, yeah. absolutely. So. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a crazy world, but it's fun to, fun to be in. And that's why I like doing this too, right? Like I started doing this a year and a half ago, two years ago. And, and it's something that a contractor probably never would have thought of doing um, a few years ago. And so it's it's fun to kind of uh, be uh, pushing that envelope a little sure. bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what does the future look like for you guys? Where where are you headed from a growth standpoint? Geography, revenue, what's 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 first on the list for you guys? Um, I'm always going to focus on performance. Um, and and there's a there's a saying that I I heard and. I, I repeat it all the time to my guys, never arrive. Um, meaning if you think that, Hey, if you ever come to a day where you go, we've accomplished all we needed to accomplish, you are totally uh, probably a hundred percent in the wrong. There's always something yeah, more. Probably. That's, that's, that's where the ship sinks yeah, for sure. Always yep. something more that you could, you could be doing. Right. What could you have done better here? Right. And it's not definitely not my uh, my phrase. I, I picked that up from a different roofing contractor um, in, in the area who uh, had a plaque and everything made that said never arrive. Right. And so when I heard that, it just resonated so strongly with me because it's always a pursuit, not necessarily of perfection, but of betterment. How can we be better than we were yesterday? Right. I don't ever think that there's perfection in almost anything that that we do, but but we can always be better. And so, um, so as far as our organization, um, you know, we we are uh, really focusing on making our operations so streamlined and so smooth, and everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Customers have a, the best experience possible, and once that. Um, and, and as we're growing in that area, um, I feel the, you know, the experience with customers, the reputation, the branding will grow the company generically. 
um, where yeah. we'll have to say, okay, we need more crews, we need more um, salespeople, we need more office people. Um, as of this moment, uh, I really don't see the need for us to um, push hard. We'll, we'll probably end our year at about $10 million as a contractor this year. Um, but I'm, wow. I'm not um, – I don't care if we hit nine and a half or nine. I don't care. You know, right. we. It's about being efficient and doing yeah. it the right way. I mean, yeah. yes. I, we if we land at three million dollars and financially, we definitely have some issues based off of <laughs> what we're budgeting for. Yeah. Um, right. But that's our focus: is how do we how do we get to this point in operations where it our operations is so seamless and smooth that. Um, it's it's easy for our sales reps to go sell. We can attract sales reps from other companies really easily that says, hey, I'm having a hell of a hard time selling for this company because they have a crappy reputation. I'm a good sales rep. Can I fit in your organization? And so, right. Um, right. you know, that's that's our, our, our big focus in, in probably in the next three years is really making sure that that's where we're at, right? And um, beyond three years, um, you know, I imagine we'll, we'll be a $20 million contractor within the next five to 10 years. Um, but once again, and do you think you do that staying in the Bay area or is it, oh, is yeah. it something where you'd have oh, to yeah. kind of, we, we'll do that staying yeah. in the Bay area. I, I don't have currently, um, I don't currently have a lot of pr desire to move, um, into other markets. Um, but yeah the right person come along, comes along and says, Hey, I have been here for X amount of years. I'd like to move. What do you think about starting up a different division, you know, 300 miles away. And if that's the right scenario for us and we can, you know, make sure that that from head down yeah. organization, more if it happens organically, mm -hmm. cool. If not like don't need yeah. to push it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's so awesome. definitely not looking to be more than, um, localized currently um and so right. um yeah uh does that what other questions or thoughts haven't i i've done a lot of talking i bet when people look to think no the, these these work out a lot better the more you talk and the okay. less i do so it's been absolutely amazing um that's usually kind of where i wrap it up with is that where you're headed but i, I mean it's it's I always want to give you a chance to uh, kind of, you know, let people know where to find you, whether that's, again, phone sure. or Instagram or website or whatever it is, if, so they can reach out to yeah, you. Yeah, you, you know, uh, if people want to uh, call me or website directly, cleanroofing.com. Um, funny story about cleanroofing.com. When we started the company, uh, we were almost not clean roofing. Um, somebody had bought the domain name and uh, wanted to hold it hostage for us, and it ended up costing us ten thousand dollars to be uh, to have that website. Otherwise, wow. we would not be clean roofing. <laughs> um, so, once again, those little startup things that you go, man, I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, cleanroofing.com. Um, you know, if if you're a contractor that uh, I guess wants to ask some questions of me, um, is it okay if I get my cell phone out or? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's up to you, yeah. man. I don't um, care. It, you know, if you want to... Not the, I'm not a Joe Rogan <laughs> here, right? I'm not having millions of views, so you're not going to get tons of calls, okay. but... 
And, uh, yeah, uh, my sure. direct cell phone is 408-690-6500, pretty easy. Um, so if you ever have questions, you can you can definitely call me. And, and um, I might not pick up. I get uh, my, my I'm on the phone um, about six and a half hours a day, according to the uh, little call log that shows me every 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 yeah, week. Yeah. But uh, every Sunday, um, yeah. yeah. But I will call you back if you leave a message and let me know who you are and what you're calling for. And don't tell me that you're trying to sell me an auto uh, warranty or something like that because that warranty. will probably warranty. go unreplied <laughs> to. So. <laughs> That's I mean, and, and you touched on it a little bit. I mean, that's kind of one of the 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 best unforeseen byproducts of of doing this. I, I was actually on the phone a little bit earlier today for one of my podcast guests, shoot, probably mm-hmm. a year ago, and uh, just having a conversation and ended up kind of thinking of another guy that I had on the podcast. And I said, you know what, the two of you need to get connected, and and so kind of introduced the two of them. So that's that the little little uh, I say little. It's I mean 170 people now, but that, that network of, of people and that, that group, um, that I, that, that has been created, it's been fun and, and being, being able to connect people. So, um, I'm glad that you're open to that because that's, that's kind of how I live my life. Right. I'd, I'd I'd like to know everybody that way. If you need somebody, you need somebody, I can connect you guys and, and, uh, that's the way I operate for sure. So it's like, this has been awesome. Um, I look forward to, uh, staying in touch for sure and, and following you guys where you guys are headed and, and if I can ever be a resource for you, obviously don't feel, don't feel afraid to, to reach out for, to me and, and, uh, look at all the future for you guys, man. I think it's awesome. going to be awesome. Yeah. I think I'm on, uh, number, number 12 right now. Um, uh, podcast. Oh, so nice. I haven't, haven't you're almost caught up. All the you're, way to the end. I think you're going to be number 16. So you gotta, yeah, you, you'll be caught yeah. up pretty quickly. So yeah. awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I, appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. It. No, it's been awesome. Hey, thanks for listening. If you had a good time, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get all the latest episodes. And if you had a really good time, leave a review to let us know what you thought. Until then, go gather some crazy stories on your job sites, and we'll see you next time on So, You Want to Be a Contractor. Contractor.